I just want everyone to know. What the hell, Tara? That that we were planning out future episodes before this. And Caroline, I like was writing on my iPad and I look up and she just got her head back, like absolutely done with life. And I said that her (laughs) nose looks like one of the Charlie Brown noses when like they're like from beneath, you know, like. It's you a very know. like when they yell, yeah. when they shout, their whole head goes up. Yeah, because like all I saw was your nose and like the bottom of your chin. It was a very like I'm about picturesque to moment. Record or like take a selfie. Maybe we can <laughs> upload it. Uh, we because sure I'm trying to like get it from the angle of the camera. It really looks like it. She did it again, and I I stand by. <laughs> it looks <laughs> alarming, is what it looks like. <laughs> The difference is that with Charlie Brown characters, you wouldn't see, like, their throat. They would no. see their mouth. They would be yelling. What would happen? <laughs> what angle do I have to be at? Ah, it. <laughs> actually, I'm not going to say it worked, but it kind of worked. That's alarming. I took a video so I could... Oh, no. That's horrible to see. That's appalling. It's alarming. <laughs> oh, getting that Disney bag. Watch out. I know. We're going to get sued. (laughs) Yeah. Literally no difference from the original. That was actually the original. (laughs) Couldn't you tell? I sure couldn't. I'm going to see The Little Mermaid tonight, so I'm very excited. I was blasting some Disney music before that. Because I haven't listened to, like, the new songs. Like, I haven't listened to the new soundtrack because I didn't want to, like, spoil anything. So I'm having to go. Spoil anything? Well, like, just, like, how they sound. And they have, like, a few of the newer songs and stuff. I was um. like, Hannah, the story's the same. <laughs> I mean, they, like... Actually, no, but... Eric ends up with Vanessa. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That's a plot twist. Somebody write, like, a Little Mermaid retelling. Oh, but, I bet there Like, is. a historical romance Little Mermaid retelling, mm. but Vanessa's POV. Vanessa's the heroine. True. Because I feel like we've gotten, like, step-sibling... Or- no, that's co- incorrect. The Wicked Stepsister ones, like Cheris Michaels had one and stuff. Um, again, like Lenora Bell has the Duke Most Wicked Witches Little Mermaid, just for anyone wanting to read that and get in the mood. Um, but yeah, honestly, Vanessa just gets, I mean, I, I guess mean, the problem is like Vanessa is Ursula. <laughs> yeah. But I, I want like. Well, I mean, there was a I Vanessa like- tech. Technically, in the Lenore Bell one, there is a Vanessa, and she does get her happily ever after in a very funny okay, way. Okay, but I I want a heroine who, like, has been manipulated into this yeah. by Ursula. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I would read that. I would read it. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I've always been like fascinated with like those kind of characters who are like always on the side. Like in um, the Rosalind movie came out with uh, I think it was like Caitlin mm-hmm. Devers or something. Um, because I'm like honestly, she just really dodged a major bullet and got to go have a life. Like good for her. About to take that like not just the villains or like the side mm-hmm. characters. I think that's the Karis Michaels is hers are like side characters. Yeah. I want like you know in Beauty and the Beast. During the like 
the villagers song you know how there's those three blonde like triplet women who are like obsessed with gaston (laughs) i want a series that's one for each of them that they're all just obsessed with the the, oh he's so cute those girls i want them to get their heas that would be fun and i want gaston to be like well there is um i feel like this it's not obviously not related at all, but there's a Jenna McGregor series where the series is the premise is um, a guy married three different women. And so the series is about his like widows. Well, technically, he only was legally married to right. one. She's pregnant for the series. And then the first book is about the most recently wed one. So like she was pretty she got off like pretty easily. Um, and then the third one is about like the other um wife who was never a wife but like he stole the money and that's like a hunt about like where to mm, find and i feel like gaston would be that <laughs> that was the last time you ever saw me, saw me. um but i think like that character jack he- antonoff has entered the chat <laughs> so little glasses yeah he just I saw, appears. T- I saw a tweet one time where it was just like those kind of glasses on the ground they're like jack antonoff was here <laughs> he's been taken out <laughs> Um, peace. So speaking of Gaston, there I just saw like a thing on Instagram. Someone was like promoting it. Was, it's like a dark romance, or so not anything that I would read. But it was like, what if someone stumbles upon Gaston, who didn't actually die in Beauty and the Beast, but he's like scarred and like broken in a river, and then someone rescues him, and then that's the whole story. Where I mean, it's dark romance, so like I don't, all bets are off. <laughs> I don't know. Like, doesn't seem something I want to read, but I think there's something there. With the Gaston and those, but I, I just I feel like I just hate him so much. Like, yeah, he's not one of the villains that I'm interested in seeing. No. Rede- well, no. actually, I guess there aren't a lot of villains that I'm really down with, unless no. you're like Katie Robert. <sighs> yeah, <sighs> facts. Oh my god, I'm so sleepy. I know I all know. the listeners are shocked to hear me say that. <laughs> They're like, "What, Caroline yawning?" <laughs> Yawning to where she looks like a Peanuts character. Sure. I thought you said not penis? Peanuts. <laughs> I was like, oh. she's She's yawning so she looks like a penis. I was like, what? Penis yawn, have you seen? Yawn, therefore the penis. The in your past must be. <laughs> oh my the peni? The peni in your past? <laughs> I mean. That's my EP. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> New and a bit alarming is what that is. And we I'm have come full circle. The Little We're Mermaid. Coming. Although I just have mm-hmm. to say, I wasn't going to see it in theaters, not because like I wanted to support, but I was just yeah. going to wait till it could stream. Yeah. Um, because I have a deeply rooted fear of the ocean. Oh, and I'm yeah. a little bit concerned that if I go see the, I'm gonna go see it anyway because I can't resist mm-hmm. now. I know, um, yeah. but I'm a little bit concerned that if I go see this like hyper realistic ocean sequence with hyper realistic sea creatures, I'm already freaked out by Sebastian just from the trailer, yeah. just just the realistic little Sebastian. I was like, don't love that. Yeah, I'm very unsettled by the ocean. Not looking forward to that. However, I listened to the soundtrack and now TikTok keeps putting Prince Eric thirst traps on my page. And yeah, I'm like, God, I saw because I, when he had his buzz cut in the promo, I was like, what? And then I was seeing like 
stills from the movie, I was like, what? From what I can tell, he's somebody that when you look at him, like in a picture or even just in the trailer, you're like, okay, that's like kind of like a man. That's just a man. (laughs) But like, that's just sorry to this man. He's somebody that like most of the people I've seen talking about it, like he's very like kind and charismatic. Like he's somebody when you watch him, you're like, I've I've like. I've only watched like one or two trailers, but like I haven't really seen him act. So like I'm like waiting, you know, so I'm very excited because I'm going to a drive-in, like my first drive-in. I'm very excited because we just don't want to go into a movie theater um, just with COVID and stuff. Like I I want to eat movie theater popcorn. That's like the only time I allow myself like cherry Coke because I'm not a huge like soda person. But at the movies, mm, I do love cherry Coke. And so – I'm just imagining you walking in like Nicole Kidman. Like, like the Nicole Kidman, but yeah, that, but yeah. with you with your cherry coke, <laughs> but like complete in the what, like pantsuit or whatever it is that she's wearing. That this is cinema, you know, it is, it really is. So, I'm excited. Ooh. We're here, it's TBR Tuesday. If you didn't know, <laughs> romance your TBR. Hannah is me, Caroline is me, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. And <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing else. We we can't actually fit anything else um, legally. The FCC requires us to start books now. So just in FCC. case you didn't know. <laughs> Not the FCC. <laughs> Why are they on our case? It, they, the FCC was the person who left us the one star <laughs> My friend, I was looking and uh, I need to like refresh our RSS feed and our Apple podcast thing. And then I was like in our account and I saw my friend left like a review and I was like, oh, that's cute. So I like text her and then I look over and you see it's all five star reviews except for one, one star review. And if you did that and you're still listening, kudos to you. I have to. Yeah, that's hater behavior. I have to assume. (laughs) <laughs> the Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz um, high hater, by hater shirt. We should make those. Um, I'll link that in the show notes. Um, but I have to assume that they're not listening anymore. <laughs> but it was just one, one star review. And we actually have an enemy now. Because, like, in the newsletter, you were like, hi, it's like friends and foes uh, or yeah. something. Yeah. Friends, foes, and listeners. Yes. And and the foes back then, so long ago, were people who dissed Holly Black, the Folk of the Air series, and people who dissed Kiss of a Demon King and Rydstrom. Now, it's this one star review. Now we do have one enemy. Um, you know the that little um, cartoon with the guy wearing the sunglasses and the shirt that says no fears? Oh, and yeah. somebody's like, well, what about such and such? And then it changes to one fear. <laughs> That's us, but one enemy. <laughs> I just find it so funny because on Spotify you can't see like you can't see the breakdown of reviews or anything. Um, Maybe apparently- that's what lowered our rating was one one star review. The ticket from like to, five to four point nine. They had to hit both. Honestly, I respect them so much because like I don't rate things unless I uh, yeah other than books yeah I won't like rate a podcast unless it's five stars because mm-hmm. um, like I don't care so yeah. I do respect the hater energy that that takes. Mm-hmm. That's commitment. Mm-hmm. Shout out. 
Yeah, and honestly, we're 22 minutes into this episode and we have not talked about books. So, like, do I blame them? No. No. No, I don't. <laughs> I just want to know their thought process. Like, what about us annoyed them? Because I, mean, I, would, I, like, I wouldn't change. But I, I would just give us know. a one-star review. <laughs> yeah. Pathological people pleasers. <laughs> I wouldn't marry me either. The antithetical dream girls argumentative antithetical dream yeah. girls yes that's that, us yeah actually which of Ar- us is the argumentical uh, argumentical there we go <laughs> argumentative i saw a tweet that was like every Ooh. argumentative antithetical dream girl Has needs a pathological, pathological people please her best friend well i feel like you're the argumentative yeah i was gonna say i feel like <laughs> you're out here leaving one hate. star reviews i have a little too much hate in my heart Right, and I'm the people pleaser who's like, well, I didn't hate this book, so three stars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This all tracks. I like that. So, welcome to Romance or TBR, the argumentative answer (laughs) that Dream Girl and Pathological People Pleaser. Remix. Um, Podcast. Well, we've successfully tangented so many different ways. We gotta stop tangenting. I mean... Most of the books I'm going to talk about, we've already talked about elsewhere. So, like, all right, well, let's get into it. I don't have that many either. Yeah. Um, I guess I can start. I'm like looking at my Goodreads. Okay. Uh, the first one I'll throw us a little loop de loop. It's a contemporary. It is Mrs. Nash's Ashes. Oh my gosh. Okay, I did not say that. Mrs. Nash's Ashes by Sarah Adler. Um, this one is a tricky one. Because I don't think I would ever reread it because it made me so sad. Oh. And, like, well, because it's about, like, her, like, carrying her dead best friend who was, like, 80, her ashes across the country to, like, go to the nursing home where the, like, the past lover of this dead friend is, like, in hospice. Mm. And so, like, it's already – and I didn't – it didn't really hit me until, like, 50% onward. And then, like, the end really just, like, got me. And I don't like confronting mortality. I don't like thinking about that kind of stuff. And when you heard about, like, the Mrs. Nash, like, outliving everyone in her family, all – like, most of her children, her husband, like, it was just a lot. Um, and so, like, it – it's like my mom loves a good romantic drama um, where – you know, she's going to cry and she's okay with it. This one, because, like, it, the, the secondary one, like, it was a love story. You got, like, flashbacks to, like, Mrs. Nash. And what was the the other one's name? It's not Ro- – Elsie. So it was, like, Rose, I think, and Elsie. Um, so they were – it was, like, World War II, I think. They were both um, – one was a nurse and one was maybe a pilot or something. Um, and so, like, you got the flashbacks and then – you knew what happened and then you've got the present and so like the secondary love story just kind of broke me but i really loved the the romance of like the main characters hollis and what's her name millie that that's correct um he was real hot it like the romance was great i really loved it like i'll read whatever sarah adler publishes next like for the future like it was a great book it great debut um but <laughs> it did a number on me um but they it was like it had like it only had like one sex scene but it was a hot one good old hollis I can haul my oats any day 
Uh, he didn't like calling out, so it was a running thing. So, yeah. It's good. But also sad. But also good. But also sad. Okay. Sure. Oh, the audiobook was good, too. It was Mara Wilson from Mrs. Doubtfire and Matilda. Um, I didn't know she narrated audiobooks until I heard her name at the end. I was like, wait. I know you. Every time I go to talk, I hear my dad mowing right outside uh, my window. Oh, so. I can't hear anything if that makes you feel any better. It does. Um, Good. But only slightly because it's annoying. Dads mow at the worst possible times. Why Why are you mowing right now? Not what? a clue. It is 4.34 p.m. It, the audacity of mowing. <laughs> like, why don't we it's all today. decide to mow all at the same time? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, it's mowing hour. Be, pre- <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> be prepared. It's not the witching hour. It's the mowing hour. It's when all the dads come out. Yeah. Um, Haunting. I agree. Speaking of dads. Ooh. Huh. It doesn't really tie in. But I read. <laughs> I read the Beast of Bezek and the ah, Call yes. of Roth. Yes, you did. It ties in because there's a dad. Actually, the tie-in that I was immediately thinking of was that in the Ray Hell of Roth, you get a scene at the end of the hero from the Beast of Bezek with mm. his kid. That oh, yeah, because like, the Beast of Bezek, like, they have to get pregnant. It's like an heir thing, right? Like, he... No, he doesn't to- want an heir. Oh, so it's not that. Okay, well, I'm wrong. Cool. No, Nothing he new. doesn't... I thought... Um, I'm thinking of another No, no, book. no. You're thinking of uh, the Duchess Deal, which yeah. is also I, a scarred hero. Was- and he needs There's... an heir. Is there another scarred heir? There sure that needs is. An heir? But now that I'm thinking of the Beast of Bezik, there's like a scene when they're at like a party and they're like on a bench, right? Yeah. Like they're like outside. Yeah, that imprinted. Yeah. And then they're in the regular Roth, there's like the opera scene, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like no, something. No, no, no. The opera is the Beast of Bezik. Uh, is okay. Rachel of Roth is there's a, an auction. Oh. Okay, let's back up. The Beast of Bezek, if you haven't read it, you should. It's Amelie Howard. She's It's great. a Beauty and the Beast retelling. He's very scarred and, you know, traumatized from the Does war. The pool? N- uh, yes. 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 And I'm like, what the fuck kind of book am I thinking about? I'm like, if this man doesn't have a pool, I'm literally- He does have a pool. He does have a pool. Um, <sighs> I was th- There are so many scarred heroes who swim. That was going to send me over the edge. Uh, <laughs> I was like, if this be man doesn't have a pool, it's gonna be my thirteenth reason. If this man he does have a pool, um, mm-hmm. she Astrid is a shrew, and I love her for it. She has a little sister. Her parents are dead. Uh, <laughs> dead. That's my Olaf quote once again. Her parents are dead. They have these terrible, uh, a terrible uncle and aunt, but mostly uncle who stole all their money. Yeah. And is trying to marry them off to this guy who, like, came on to her and then broke her engagement and told everybody that she's a slut, mm-hmm. as you do, and ruined her reputation. And now he's after the sister. And she's like, oh, no, I won't get my money until either I get married or I turn whatever. And I've got a few more months to go. So she pulls up at the Beast of Bezik's castle and is like, I'm here to marry you and catalog your artifacts because I heard you <laughs> needed that. Which isn't an innuendo, but it should be. Uh, and like, he's like, catalog your artifacts. Well, you yeah, know what's so crazy is I don't want a wife. <laughs> She's like, but you've got one 
And he's like, no, I don't. Um, but they end up fleeing his castle anyway. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And she's like, help. And he's like, all right, fine. I guess you can stay. And then ends up announcing that they're betrothed because the guy, the bad guy pisses him off. Oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. well, we're engaged. Yeah. And I respect that. I really do. Mm-hmm. But he still doesn't want an heir until the end. Whatever. It's Beauty and the Beast, but she's a shrew and I like it. Um, and then the Ray Kelleveroth is the sister who, like, has her own thing going on in the background where Astrid's, like, trying to save mm-hmm. her. And she's like, don't worry about it. I got it handled. And she ends up married to another guy who's, like, kind of a friend of the Beast of Bezix. Mm-hmm. And then immediately consummates the marriage and then fucks off for three years <laughs> as you do as you yeah, do I, i've done it many times you know. sure it, that one was <laughs> steamier than i that one was the one yeah. where he owns the uh kind of scandalous club and she anonymously goes to a oh. an auction that they do well, also, she, they're trying to seduce each other anyway, or she's trying to seduce him. She goes to an auction that they hold every year where, like, all the proceeds go to this shelter that he owns, although she doesn't know that initially. Uh-huh. Um, but they auction off men. And it's not for, like, sex, but it, I mean, unless they want it to be, I guess. Like, the yeah. men do. Um, but it, they usually, like, do other things that you can buy the men for, but she buys her own husband and then blindfolds yeah, him. you're right. And then she ruins his life. Emily Howard has um, one that you need to – I don't know if you've read it before. Um, it's a novella in that series, The, the Wolf, Wolf of Westmore. Westmore. That's the next one. It's so good. It's so hot. There are literally, like, I believe there there are cups in the shape of the hero's dick. Like, yeah, it's great. It's hot. There's, like – I believe there's, like, some bondage in it. It's Little Red Riding Hood meets Romeo and Juliet, according to – um the summary i read it when it was part of an anthology i think it was the big duke energy um but it's like independently like published outside of that now um that was like a five-star novella that's great so i love emily's writing she's great you have to read queen bee because that's that that's out now i wanna i need to figure out the age rating on that because i have like a 12 year old niece Huh? Yeah, it's it's YA. Um, well, I know, but I mean, like, yeah, there's no sex and there's no real like talking about it. Um, I think it would be okay for like a twelve year old. I mean, if I, I she's coming this summer, and so I was gonna mm-hmm. like buy it and read it and like maybe annotate it and then give her an annotated version, so it would be like That'd we're be reading fun. it together. But Aww. I, but the the other side of that is that because I would be reading it myself, I can like screen it. Yeah, you should, um, if she hasn't read uh, the Dangerous Alliance or Dangerous Alliances, it's like, it's not an illustrated, like, there's no people on the cover, Um, but I read that one when I was, like, first getting into the genre, because it's also YA, and there's definitely, like, no sex either in that one. Um, Mm. She's, like, trying, she's, like, people are trying to kill her. And he's like the neighbor, neighboring guy. Uh, by Dangerous Alliance by Janika Cohen. Um, I liked it a lot. And she has like another one, I think, or something. But that one was fun. Um, and then I read the... Oh, gosh. It was like another YA one. That one wouldn't be for a 12-year-old. Um, but it was also fun. I think I put it in the newsletter 
like one of our mm. not this it was it's called bell guard by jamie lilac it's like oh, a yeah. she's all that clue it's like very similar to she's all that um and it's it's an odd one because it's not like it is historical but that's really just for vibes because it's basically contemporary like ya just telling you it's historical but it was still really fun um and the cover is super cute so okay Going to things that are definitely not for 12-year-olds or anyone <laughs> of the young ears. I read the Game of Duke series by Grace Calloway. Um, I had said in a previous episode that I was rereading regarding the Duke, which is the amnesia one. It's book three in the series because I had already read it and I really enjoyed it. Um, so then I read that one and then I was like, why don't I just like read the entire series? Um, so then it was like the Duke identity. Um, bah, bah, bah. Enter the Duke, and then Regarding the Duke, the Duke Redemption, and then the Return of the Duke. So there were five. Um, they were all very good. I think the last one was the only one I gave three stars to. It wasn't bad. I think I was just it was just like my least favorite of the plots. Um, and then Regarding the Duke is the only one I gave five stars to. Um, but the other ones were very surprising in good ways. Um, I mean, Grace Calloway, she loves adjectives let me find my notes because boy did i have some words that i wrote because grace calloway said fuck it Ooh, okay his meaty staff his raging meat his veined meat his fleshy pole so we're clear i don't like meat (laughs) no don't like that i have a note oh my god he's at the opening of her womb lmao And I also have a face-sitting note. There are a few face-sitting ones in that series, so. You're in for a lot. You know, your a ears will be ravished. Your ears will be ravished. Um, yeah. Crazy. Crazy times. But as a whole, I enjoyed the series a lot. Um, and it was a good just kind of like palate cleanser in between my great slump of 2023 and onward. I think I'm finally out of it. That's Can't good. say for certain, but I think I'm out. So, well, no, I'm I'm not in a slump, but I am reading much slower than usual. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers, which is kind of funny because with the internship just being done, mm-hmm. you would think I would be like time to read, and instead I'm like yeah. it's time to sleep. I mean, <laughs> respectable. I respect that. That's what I think about my weekends, and then I just sleep. So, cannot cannot blame you. Uh, well, uh, what did I read? I read another Beverly Jenkins, the one and mm-hmm. only. Um, this one, Wild Rain, is Wild the Rain. the second, I think it's Women Who Dare, is that series? Mm-hmm. It's the most recent one. Yep. To Catch a Raven is the third one. Um, and it's also, so the, the heroine is the sister of Colton Lee from... Who is the hero? Was it spring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is the the hero in Tempest, which mm-hmm. is the third book in the Old West series? So it's his sister, uh, Spring, and then this journalist from like the the Northeast. I think he's from like Washington D.C. Who's coming to interview Colton, um, mm. and like do an article on him, and she like. <laughs> Finds him having fallen off his horse in a snowstorm and, like, takes him home with her because she's, like, 
All right. Oh, and he, like, twisted his ankle or something. So he's injured, and now he's living with her for a while. Just a little while. And then he goes and gets a room, but then he gets, like, shot. So he has to come back and live with her again. And also they're, like, hooking up because she wants, like, a temporary thing. And he's like, uh-oh, I think I'm in love with this woman, but it's temporary fine. Temporary fix by One Direction enters the chat. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, the, I mean, it's it's the Old West. I mean... Where are Montana? Is that where it is? Is that where they head at Regan? I'm going to say yes with a 50% certainty. I can't tell if I think it's Montana because the Kit McBride, I mean, the, the McBride books are in Bucks Creek, Montana. And so I'm just like, yeah, yeah. of course, Montana. It's not, it wouldn't be Michigan. No. I so it's... I feel like it's Montana. However, it could maybe not be. But the point mm-hmm. is, it's all those the old states come together. Yeah. You're in one of them. <laughs> You're in You're the in. Midwest. You're in the wild, wild west. Um, I I mean, yeehaw. Um, yeehaw. yeehaw. Uh, there's an evil white man, as there usually mm-hmm. is with Beverly Jenkins. He gets his comeuppance. Amazing. Ben also kind of Ben uh, the their her their granddad. Oh the, yeah, like, mean one also Who gets his made really shitty food. Yeah, Regan was so right for that, and it's also he was like, like, "This is disgusting." Like, not like, a good yes. person. So no, he's that bad. Also, so he like, I say redeems himself, but also he dies. So like, like you, you had to take yourself out to mm-hmm. redeem yourself, and yeah, we got that. Like, okay, I I appreciate that. Um, all the comeuppances. This man is so down bad for her immediately. I like the reporter element. That's fun. He's fun. Um, There's like a horse taming bit Mm. because she's like a rancher. She brings in horses. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Vibes. Nice. Well, I'll I'll go into just the – I read all of the Old West. So Forbidden, Breathless, and Tempest. Um, My favorites are the opposite order. So it would be Tempest. Breathless and then Forbidden. Um, not, I mean, we've talked about them in most, like, most recent episodes. Like, we've said enough, I think. Um, I just need to, like, the first one, it was right at the end. There was, like, kidnapping, people getting shot. I was like, what's happening? I mean, I will say, Wild Rain, 96% is oh, when no, the, I have, like. Yeah. it wasn't kidnapping but it was like in the same vein i have 96 percent i'm looking at my breathless it was 97 percent when she gets kidnapped i was like we were so close to having zero characters getting kidnapped i love it all hell breaks loose (laughs) i love it so much i'm like thank you beverly it is the wild wild west it is in breathless the kidnapper was like yeah i don't i don't that was really random of me i don't know why i did that (laughs) i was like yeah (laughs) what (laughs) <laughs> me after making any decisions <laughs> i was like regan better kidnap someone in tempest no and honestly she there was someone she did like there was there was still kidnapping in tempest um but it worked it all worked um i really had a great time with that series again that kind of helped break the slump too um i mean it's beverly jenkins so it really worked um in both forbidden and breathless i don't think it was in tempest um beverly jenkins uses the word baby 
in the best possible way. It's like twice per book. So it's not, you know, oversaturated or whatever. But just the way I think one was like baby and then one was like baby girl. Maybe it wasn't Tempest. I'm not gonna review. Um, but it just brings her heroes up like 10 million notches. Oh no, baby girl was an indigo. Um, and so like just the way she like adds it in there when I'm like least expecting it, ovaries explode. Um, is what happens to me. Um We've talked about the nicknames before. I think yeah. it was the indigo episode we've talked about yep. that, but uh Kent Randolph and Duchess gets me every time. Mm-hmm. Duchess! <laughs> he also says something about her... Oh, her something mouth. Ooh. Her... Like, she's talking back to him and he says something mm-hmm. about her. Something, something mouth. And she's like... Something, something me. mouth. That's sexy. Oh, it starts with, like, a C, I think. Hold on. Not me, like, pausing to go to Libby to download... <laughs> the ebook these are the sacrifices we make okay and you're also making a sacrifice if you're listening to this i mean we'll cut some of this but also suspense but also suspense (laughs) keeps the thrill alive borrow (laughs) (laughs) i'm so serious right now read with libby app (laughs) yes let me search you know when you just search mouth (laughs) well literally i was uppity i feel like there was another one though no, it's many times they refer to that. Uppity? He keeps calling your uppity mouth's been wanting another taste. Ooh. I can't, I'm trying to find the first one. Um. Oh, it looks like somebody else said it and he just like took it. Wow. Searching mouth in this ebook is a fascinating trip. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, but I did enjoy kissing your uppity mouth. You're a very passionate woman, Duchess. Kent Randolph can get it. Hot. Uh, you have to say please, darling. Hello. I, I Look, this man is a cowboy and something about that. Makes your heart yeehaw. Makes it really does gallop. it for me. It really, mm-hmm. really, really does it for me. Anyway. Amazing. Yep. That's all I have love to that, say. About. Love that for us. Ken Randolph. Love that man. Um, oh, I only have one more. Oh. oh. My book club read A Night to Surrender by Tessa Dare. Oh, yeah. Which means at about 8 p.m. last night, I had like an hour left in the Omni Howard audiobook, and I was like, uh-oh. And you hadn't started the test. <laughs> I, I remembered we were meeting this morning. Uh, I mean, at like 11.30, but I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man. So I <laughs> finished oh the Emily Howard, and then I started the Tessadere at like 9 p.m., and I just put it on. The- I mean, I inch- I started at like 2.5 speed and then kind of gradually inched it up as I got used to it. So I <laughs> – and, okay, so here's the thing. It is an 11-hour audiobook, but the narrator is slow enough that I was able to get yeah. it up to like 2.7, 2.75. So I think it only took me like four hours, mm-hmm. and I de- I listened until like I don't know maybe one or so in the morning, and then I for some reason woke up way before any of my alarms at like seven thirty this morning and couldn't fall mm-hmm. back asleep. And I was like, well, while I'm laying here, let me just. It was it was fate telling you to read the goddamn. I think book. that's what it was. I think my brain yeah. was like, hey, 
I did that. I did that one time when I had it. I like went to bed and I was like, okay, this episode is just not getting posted. It was like a Thursday night, and I was like, I can't do it. And then I woke up at freaking six a.m. and I couldn't. And I was like, okay, this is the sign. And then I did it. I tend to <laughs> like, wake up the show before my alarm anytime. There's like if there's something I have to be at that's very yeah. stressful, or if I'm traveling, yeah. my body wakes me up and is like yeah. we're stressed. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing things now. So that's what happened this morning. And I just laid there and sipped my coffee and finished my Tessadere at 2.7 whatever speed. You want to nice. see some real speed? Um, <laughs> me what listening to audiobooks. I thought it was fun. Um, I mean, I think obviously it was it's setting up Colin and yeah. Minerva to be better. But oh, my babies. I know. Um, I love those bitches. It wasn't as like it's not the funniest Tessa Dare I no. read by any means. Uh, that didn't necessarily mm-hmm. bother me. It I have to reread it. I don't remember a lot about it. I remember like reading it and being like, oh that was cute. And I then I read Colin I read Colin and Minerva's and I was like, oh. Yeah. So this is what the hype is. Cause I think that was like I had a, I had read her most recent series, but I hadn't gone back to her like original stuff uh or like her later stuff. And so I I wasn't like I wouldn't say I was impressed with book one, but I had a good time where I was like super impressed with book two when I read. Yeah, I could see that's like I kind of the problem with like most of the people in that book club had not read a historical romance or one girl like like hasn't read one that she likes, and Mm -hmm. so I was like, well, no, she didn't. She was like, it just felt like very silly, and I was like, okay, so. Tessa Dare writes rom-coms. Give, give her flowers from the store. <laughs> there we go. Courtney, I don't know if she listens to this podcast. Courtney, read Courtney, flowers from the storm. Read flowers from the storm. She just thought it was like silly. Didn't like it. Um, I think also this one was off-putting because, well, for some of them. Yeah. Because it plays into, and I think she does it very facetiously and I actually enjoyed that element, but this idea of like, I'm a manly man and you need a man yeah. to be a man. And she's like, you're emotionally constipated and need a hug, which, like, I I think is a very fun in the like, water way to while do I'm giving that. you physical therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or she's like, pull yourself together, um, and like actually kind of mm-hmm. discounts all of the manly man stuff because the whole point is that he has to get over himself and his pride mm-hmm. to like be happy. But I think for somebody who hadn't read a historical romance and was already yeah. expecting, like, yeah. All of the, like, various manly man things were probably mm-hmm. a lot. Which, fair. Also, the dad didn't get enough of a comeuppance for, spoiler alert, uh, blowing a kid's foot off with his cannon. Sure did. That poor kid. <laughs> he got slapped in the face and that was it. And I was like, you I... get no consequences? When will you learn? Or your actions you actually learn? don't have consequences. You just get slapped um, in the face. Yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was yeah. like not not like impressive, but I think it did the job mm-hmm. of setting up the rest of the series. We were also talking. I was trying to explain that there are a lot of historical romance series, honestly, kind of contemporary too, but it's more obvious in historical, where the first book is always the kind of like maternal, yeah. very protective heroine, and that makes perfect sense to me. Why you would need that character to have her yeah. love story first, like in the Ravenels and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Lisa Claypas does it more than anybody else. But mm-hmm. I, ju- the Elizabeth Everett's series is the same way. Yep. yep. Violet. Uh, 
any siblings it's almost always in age order Mm -hmm. it's always the oldest sister for like which again makes total sense to me like can you imagine minerva trying to have her little romance with colin while susanna is the susanna at the beginning of the series no No. she would be all up in their business the little parts you get because i think you have susanna's pov in colin's like in book two the 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 head shift the head hopping Mm -hmm. in um her books are really fun after book one because like you see it oh god it's so and the stuff you learn i mean the head hopping in book one was fun too you get random colin and minerva scene which by the way i took two notes the entire time i was reading this book and i i did really like the main romance however both Mm -hmm. of my notes were colin related like oh, you're not the main man. character, my guy. Um, one of which was just me noting the scene where all the women are out shooting, and Colin goes, "I find this scene oddly arousing." And I was like, "Relatable king, <laughs> you're so real for that." And the other one is that Colin is quite literally the Old Spice commercial, where he's trying to—it's <laughs> like almost a direct quote. He's trying to rile the men up to go like take over the little tea shop and he's like be manly men like take back your town or whatever and he legitimately says look at yourselves now look at me now look back at yourselves what like what's the i'm a real man like he literally look at me now look back at yourself like he says that and i was like golly not the old spice oh also didn't take a note however there is a scene where he and Bram, like, stand off and they're mad at each other. And he's like, you're my cousin and we're, like, the only family we have. And then Bram, like, punches him in the face and the <laughs> stomach. <laughs> it makes sense in context. Um, well, actually, no, it doesn't. But he does, like, punch <laughs> Colin in the face. Honestly, and all I could Colin think of that. was... Yeah, but then they, like, become better, and all I could think was this is the most, like, Roy and Jamie arc. (laughs) Yes. Like, Colin is the most Jamie Tart fucking character You're so right. (gasps) He is. You are not wrong. I know. I know. Wow. Um, That's all I have to say, actually. It was a good time. Well, I am so excited for you to read that series. Um, Get tissues for book four. Oh, Um. Yeah, I don't know for the rest, but book four is great as well. God, um, I talked about this one briefly in the newsletter, so I'm just gonna mention it. It's just that summer feeling by Bridget Morrissey. It comes out on the day of the TBR Tuesday, so like that's relevant. Um, perfect for summer. Um, you can read the newsletter for more details. But I had a really good time, and I really enjoyed the audiobook. Um, same thing with Say Yes to the Princess. Um, that arc doesn't publish for a while i don't think um but that's again uh cheris michaels and boy do i love her writing that was a weird book that i don't even july 11th is when it comes out there's a scene where she just like licks his neck and like just licks that man for like pages and it was so odd but it was so fun good it it, like i don't even it was the weirdest experience. Sometimes you lick men. Sometimes yeah. you hit well, them over the head with a bag of rocks. Because it was kind of like, not necessarily like the Romanovs, but she was part of like the French court. And then her father was beheaded. 
and um, so not even her, a little bit the Romanovs. No, but like <laughs> in my head, yes, but in reality, no, not. It was just the French Revolution. Well, it was the French Revolution. So like, I I read her like authors note at the end, so she like added characters and like obviously like this wasn't real or anything, but sure. um. Her siblings are missing because they all got, like, split up after her mother is in Spain, I think, with her lover. And then, um, obviously, Papa doesn't have a head anymore. Papa! Uh, So she's she's traumatized and doesn't like crowds and has been living in, um, at, like, the Queen's place um, since for, like, ten years. And then she gets, like, word of her brother. uh, Or, like, she thinks she sees him. So she's like, ooh, I have to go find him. And so this one you have, like, the royal fixer who is, like, charged with, like, keeping her, like, quiet. And, like, the people in the English court don't want her finding her sibling and stuff. So it's a whole thing. Uh, So basically he's, like, her human security blanket. It's just so sweet, their relationship, because he is so opposed to, like, being, like, a bad person. Like, he is genuinely so nice. So when he gets the order to, like, seduce her and, like, keep her busy, he's like, I don't want to do that. That's not nice of me. And so he's just, like, the most charming, like, nice person. It was, again, a weird book, but it was a lot of fun. And it's a new series. It's called The Hidden Royals. Um, And I – because I had reread A Duchess by Midnight before just to see if there was, like, any connection. But I don't think there was. Um. So, yeah, it was just, I don't know. My jaw was just, like, open for, like, half the book. I was like, what am I reading? In a great way. So, there's that. What else? Do you have any more? Nope. Ooh, okay. Well, I read The Bare Knuckle Bastards by Sarah McLean, and we're going to do a whole episode on it. So, um, I just need y'all to know that Ewan is that bitch. He did nothing wrong. He was so hot. That was an amazing book. That book and Daring in the Duke and um, A Rogue's Rules for Seduction. Like, Wait, Daring in the li- Duke was Ewan's book? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said and. Oh, oh, no. I like, was like. that book and Daring in oh, the Duke. And I oh, was no, like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I said number three, but I didn't actually say the title. So Got it. Yes. It's Daring in the Duke, the, the third one. Um, that one and like A Rogue's Rules for Seduction are like the two, like in my mind, best ways to write like a second chance like groveling like they did it differently but i just love how ewan was like respected boundaries after (laughs) maybe not respecting some boundaries and he just was like yeah she has to come to me because i like she said i couldn't follow her and it was just so good so hot he was her throne um loved that for me and my favorite heroine of the bunch was felicity from book one but i mean also um grace in book three but felicity was so good i just love how she like yelled the devil i mean he's so dramatic his name is devil i just it was just such a (laughs) i don't know over the top fun series um which then led me into reading bombshell and um oh i didn't even put on my tracker and heartbreaker um, so I reread those cause I have the knockout arc. Um, and so again, just rereading, I mean, I loved both of those books, but like heartbreaker, his like revolu- revelation of what's in that box takes me out every time. He is so good. Um, 
yeah, that that was great. And then I read A Duke by Default by Alyssa Cole. Um, it was my fault that it took me so long because it was in the midst of a slump. So like I started it and then like I went and braked for like a lot of other books. I came back to it. Um, but overall it was very fun and the premise was great. She literally like goes over to Scotland to be an apprentice for this like blacksmith guy. And then she does research because she's supposed to be kind of like his PR, but also apprentice. Um, I have no idea where this like premise came from. I respect it though. And then she like digs up information that reveal that he's a Duke. And so then it's like his Duke training and it Tavish. I mean, it was fascinating i mean i I just love when i can have like contemporary romances but they still have historical elements like dukes and stuff like that um and then my last uh one i guess is the it's like a ya like historical like murder mystery series um the first one is murder for the modern girl by kendall culper um and then i read a starlet secret to a sensational afterlife um that one was my favorite it was a really good audiobook it, it's just come out so um mm. it's like in the the 30s so she's um like an up and coming like starlet like a film actress and then he is a stuntman but then he like gets called to a screen test and he's her like pretend boyfriend for the series like for the press it's such an odd series because in the first book, I don't know if these constitute as spoilers or not, but there's like a paranormal element to both of them. The first one, the heroine can read minds and the guy can like sh- shape shift. Like he can like, cha- he's like um in X-Men uh, mystique. Like he can just like change like his face and body and do whatever the fuck he wants so it's a i I was so confused i was like what is happening why that one that audiobook was a little bit stressful um the narrator was just like very like she went real fast and um had like the the 20s kind of like if you've watched night in the museum too when amy adams is amelia Earhart and all of those like you know Mm-hmm. phrases i'm not a huge fan of those i do, they they're grading to me um so i wasn't a huge fan of that one it was still like three stars it was a good mystery i had no clue what was happening um but i really enjoyed the starlet secret to a sensational afterlife um the 30s are a little bit more because she was like a flapper in book one um and then in book two she's it's like the book one's little sister um mm-hmm. and in that one the um heroin what can she do she can see ghosts yeah that's the main part of the book and then um the hero is like invincible so like he's a stuntman because he literally can't be killed or hurt or anything um and so yeah i loved the production of the audiobook in the second one because jesse Valinsky is my favorite audiobook narrator for ya stuff um she narrates lynn painters better than the movies um and whatever her the do-over. I'm like looking at my shelf. The do-over. Um, she's a great narrator. Anything I can read by her, I will. Um, her guy voice is so good. She's just she's phenomenal. Um, and Andrew Iden did the guy voice, which I think he works so well in YA because his like the voice he does for heroines sounds like YA. Like he makes it like ages them down for me. And so like I don't like him as his um Teddy Hamilton. I'm not a huge fan of him 
there, like in adult stuff, but I don't mind him in YA stuff. So it's like dual narrated by Andrew Iden and Jesse Blinsky. And um, I would read more in the series. I'm assuming each of her siblings is like getting a book. So I'll be interested to see like where the supernatural element goes in the future because <laughs> she's covered a lot in two books. Um <laughs> Because that one was about, like, all these uh, female, like, movie stars. Um, The ghosts are, like, haunting her because they were all killed and, like, covered up. um, As probably actually happened in real life. Because the film industry was very terrible. Um, But, yeah. So, that that marks the end of the books that I read. And, like I said, I'm currently reading Knockout. um, And I'm rereading the Mark. Marquis makes his move by Dan and Quincy because we both have that arc. Um, so I wanted to get back into that world. I don't know if they're connected or not, but figured why not? I can always use some cheating that I condone. That wasn't even cheating, but like she would have been justified. So that's where I am at. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. 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 Indubitably. <laughs> I got Most expeditiously. Well, we have a change for oh. our um, old school school. A substitute teacher's coming in. Um, instead of a movie day, it is us not wanting to physically read The Flame and the Flower until the audiobook gets reproduced with Ashford McNabb narrating. And that launches, I believe, like July 11th, if you're curious. July the 11th current... is a, a big day in books. Yeah. I mean, it's five days before my birthday. Love that. Um, the There is an audiobook for that one, but the guy, in the nicest way possible, sounds heinous. So I could not listen to that. And I was like, the ebook was checked out, and I looked at my copy, and the text is so small. I couldn't do it. And I was like, what if we move that to later and then we move something up and then we get to listen to the audiobook when it comes out? So we have moved Texas Destiny by Lorraine Heath up to, I believe it's, is it, it's a, the next one. So it's not this week, which is uh, the Flowers, flowers, flowers from the Storm. Then week after that is like, we're, uh, we're going to, is it like a secret it's something yeah it's something secret we don't know (laughs) and and then after that so whatever that day do not know what we're doing and then after that not secret secret um is not uh now oh my god i can't talk it's june 16th june 16th is now texas destiny by lorraine heath and i believe the Flame and the Flower is now August 11th. Um, so do with that what you will. I'm very excited. I adore Lorraine Heath. And um, Eve Kaminsky narrates that audiobook, and I adore her as well. She narrates um, the book four in the Tessadere series, and she does a great job. So very excited and um, thought you should know. Um, 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 I guess just to say, if you were looking at the show notes for the last episode and you were like, what happened? 
Um, we talked about so many books that I literally ran out of character space and had to like delete all of our like bottom things. I couldn't put any links in there because I take up a lot of like character limit for some reason. So like if you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get links to like the show notes, Google Drive, and then in the drive, like the actual full filled out show notes are always there. So like yeah, that would probably be helpful. We kept saying in the episode, yeah, we'll link it below. We could not physically link it below. So <laughs> unfortunate. We um, were unable. Perhaps <laughs> so sleepy at this point. The only thing I can contribute is just saying things in funny voices. Accent work. Yeah. <laughs> accent work. I am actually just ice spice. Just facts. <laughs> facts. Karma is my bestie. Guys, unironically, I kind of love the Ice Spice version. Like, I I like it was live. Was the production good? No. Yeah, I Do like I, it live. <laughs> okay, but am I going to go facts every single time I listen to Karma now? Yeah. Me and Bad Blood. She's fine. She wasn't yeah. doing oh, anything. Angry version. Every single time <laughs> I listen to Bad Blood. No, in the in the studio version of the Karma remix, I don't quite understand why it's so slow. Like no, it's weird. the rap. But in by watching a snippet of the live performance, and she like speeds it up, which sounded a lot better. So who's to say? I don't know anything about music, but facts. I I don't know, but I unironically love facts. Did you watch the video? Yeah. Yeah, she gets yeah. her own little moment in the sky facts. to go facts i love it i wish i was like being ironic i'm not i think that is so funny i don't i don't know if it was meant to be funny but it is so <laughs> that's what i have to contribute facts <sighs> facts facts no printer <laughs> well this was an unnecessarily long episode for well, maybe you not can a lot just of books. Chop about. out a lot of the beginning of us just being nonsensical. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. <laughs> um, have a great Tuesday, and we will see you on Friday with flowers from the storm with special Ooh. guest Alexandra Basti. Ooh. She was marvelous, and um, we got some info on the Halifax um, sisters and brother so just putting that out there it was a very fun chat so uh ta-ta for now in the words of winnie the pooh or in the words of jamie tart it's just poopy oh poo poopy no i got it it's just an interesting (laughs) note to end this podcast on (laughs) oh yeah Okay. Note. Uh, bye. (laughs) Ma? La? There we go.